Now listening to The Exchange by Evolution, a melting pot of ideas and inspirations shared by some of the world's successful technical leaders in the APEC region. I'm Pearly, Associate Consultant with Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with top tech talents. Today, I'm your host. Just a disclaimer before we get into the discussion, all thoughts and views spoken by the speaker or myself are only representing each individual and not that of their company. Welcome to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the topic of how data drive businesses, business and decision making within a large organization. I'm delighted to be joined by our speaker, Amit, Head of Data Analytics and Business Intelligence at Group Data Office at Capo. For starters, Amit, would you like to introduce yourself and a little bit about your background? Sure, Bernie. Uh, thanks for having me here. So my name is Amit and uh, I'm a data driven profession. Very passionate about uh, shaping digital and data strategies of, of business, which eventually helps business to succeed. Right? Uh, I have been in the industry for more than 13 years uh, and I have a bachelor's uh, in engineering and a master's in engineering as well from Singapore, NTU. And I just finished my MBA uh, from NUS uh, last year. And uh, what drives me is uh, how data can shape the decision making in the business and then how can we add more value uh, with data to the business, right? Cool. Awesome. Actually, you know, looking at your background is quite interesting. Previously, you were, you know, more of like a process engineer, right? And then uh, slowly transition into the data space. Would you want to share a little bit more? Sure. So I started my career as a, as a defense scientist in India, uh, having done my bachelor's in civil engineering. Now, engineers, they always like data, right? They like maths, they like statistics. And that's what a typical engineering person in me was doing as well. Then I moved to Singapore uh, to pursue masters in civil engineering again, and I landed a job with uh, Kepan Offshore Marine uh, as a research engineer. Now, while doing my projects uh, and researching on, on topics, <clears throat> uh, I started working on a topic called deep sea mining, where we were looking at uh, data machine learning models to to create certain solutions. And uh, my uh, that's where the interest on in data machine learning AI models started. Then I never looked back. I started taking more uh, learnings and courses on this topic. And then I was uh, handed, handed this opportunity to lead the data team at the Keppel corporate level. Uh, and uh, yeah, since then, I've been engaging different business, different industries uh, within Keppel and uh, helping them to strategize and take make decisions based on data and analytics. Awesome. It's really great to uh, you know, have you here with us today. So let's jump right into the podcast, shall we? Okay. So, you know, working um, in Capital, I'm sure, you know, you have witnessed a lot of um, transformation going on. So how has data actually transformed, you know, decision-making within uh, a large organization in recent years? What do you think are some of the more significant changes that you have observed? Okay. That's a, that's a very good question. Right. Uh, so I have seen a transition in focus from large organizations, from being just looking at customer data, now focusing on business data, enterprise data. What I mean by enterprise data is data about supply chain, data about operation, data about their uh, their plants, their manufacturing units, right? And how can they use that data to add more value to business, right? So use cases such as uh, how do we de-risk our business, basically, how do we do more scenario planning? Uh, in, a, in a black swan event where you do not know how your supply chain may get affected, 
data can give you a lot of insights on that on those topics and business are realizing that and they have been harnessing that data now to their benefit uh looking at uh, again talk being on the topic of de-risking how companies can start hedging against uh, certain risks right be it currency risk be it political uh, geographical risk geopolitical risk right again data and your historical data which is your property can give a lot of insights on that and those things are being used by businesses nowadays uh, to drive their decision making now uh, another use case which which has been pretty common when i talk to my peers in in the industry is fraud detection now a classic fraud detection we when we think about it we think that it is limited to banks right however uh, looking at transaction anomalies because you may have a a, a chain, an army of suppliers uh, in your in your ecosystem right and you're buying procuring stuff now looking at any anomalies of transaction in the outlay right those things become very important for business to look at the risk compliance the internal audit these things are a lot of in things so we use a lot of nap or natural language processing models uh have become quite an in thing well and uh, they are slowly being embedded into all the enterprise solutions i've been looking at and this point it how that's real interesting i didn't even know that you know we are detecting fraud in supply chain and procurement as well Oh wow, interesting. So, you know, I'm sure you know you have faced some challenge or rather what are some challenges that you face when implementing, you know, data-driven decision making and how do you actually overcome that? Okay. So, when I when I hear the word challenge, right, uh I I find it's it bits negative and I think of it as probably as opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think there are a lot of opportunities uh within organizations to have a better communication. uh how a data or it function communicates and work with the business function that holds the key of any data driven decision making initiative right so one thing we uh, all need to understand be it it or be it uh, or data or be it business is that data alone is powerless right unless you are shaping the data with your business strategy till that point in time data cannot do anything right so take an example of uh you may have petabytes of data and somebody come and make him and ask you right tell me what data can tell me about your business about the business it's like looking for a needle in a haystack you cannot know it you cannot you don't have a guard rail so data the first step of this adaptive machine making is your business strategy and probably your those key questions about the business which you may want to ask right and from there the entire journey begins that is challenge number one that understanding challenge number two is how uh, to gather more trust around data and the insights especially when uh, the insights are a bit counter to your uh, previous experience maybe right or to your common sense right as long as data validates what you know people are comfortable yes. the moment data tends to start faster you something else people get uncomfortable right and how to overcome that discomfort from business side so that they can take a action on the data is a challenge now it's a challenge for both data team and business team right and it's a sort of a chain but then initiative as uh so doing rapid prototyping showing value of data proofing it proofing the value proofing the insights becomes important and uh, yeah uh, that's what uh, is another challenge at this point in time i think the third challenge uh, would be 
uh, with respect to the ROI of data, the return on investment of data and data initiatives, right? And that is a very sticky topic. Uh, data alone is a, is an enabler to decision making. So can you attribute a decision a revenue, profit, or net promoter score of your customers back to data? That becomes a bit of a sticky discussion in business. Right? And how do we work together to uh, to actually align you know, how do we understand the value of data, how do we calculate the return on investment becomes very, very important. And again, all of these three things boils down to communication, proper planning, and uh, that's what uh, we normally do to work up the challenges. Uh, the data team, uh, I think of a data team as a product management team, right? Uh, and why so? Let me explain why so. Uh, a typical product team will actually, before rolling out any feature on an application or a website, will go and test out. They do A-B testing, right? They understand if this feature is liked by the by the customers or not. Is it attracting most folks for hunting channel, right? To me, uh, a typical data day one decision making project initiative is similar, right? So we break the project down into small piece. Yeah. We do a MVP for a PUC. And we see that is this data able to provide actionable insight or actionable intelligence to the to the customer and customer being the business in this case. And uh, if in that exercise business is comfortable that yes I do it does make sense that this data is giving me this insight. And yeah, you know what? This is reasonable. That is where you have gotten the comfort with the business. And you keep on expanding it stuff with. So a series of experimentation, rapid prototyping, right? Uh, dashboarding, showing values, insights on dashboard. And making all the insights actionable is very important. Uh, typically, uh, when we do data projects, we come out with complicated information, yeah. right? We can always come and say that, you know what? Uh, I, I'll give an example, analogy of movie, right? We love Google Maps because it gives us actionable insights and not information. Today, if I Google that, uh, can I uh, how a uh, route from my house to say uh, Evolution's office? And if Google comes back and tells me that there are 300,000 vehicles on the road, right? that's an information. What do I do with it? It's not actionable. Google tells me three options. It tells me that from point E to point B, you will take 30 minutes with your option A, which is a MRT. Point A to point B, with option B, which is a cab, 10 minutes. And with bus, say 25 minutes, and it'll cost you so much. This is insights, and I can take action on because now I can take decision based on this. And that is what Google Map does so good, right? Why can't we be the Google Map for our business as a data team? Because you have all the information, right? It's just the translating that journey from information to insight and actionable insight is important. And that's what uh, I think largely people are doing nowadays, right? Going to take in that last mile for, of insights and how can it get people make decisions. Absolutely. Okay, so earlier you mentioned that, you know, communication of value of data to business is very important. So in your um, experience, how do you actually communicate insights again from data to stakeholders within your organization? And how do you ensure that, you know, this data-driven decision is accessible and understandable to stakeholders who are not very technical or rather across different levels of the organization? Uh, yeah, and this is something which all data professionals have to grapple with when they interact with business, right? Uh, so, and again, uh, horses for courses, right, depending on the uh, technology savviness of the team 
uh, of the business team, you will shape your solution accordingly, right? Normally, a dashboard, uh, simply dashboard at the power via your W, that's pretty good to communicate the uh, insights back to the business, right? Uh, because everybody loves the dashboard. People don't care how the data is coming and flowing it, as long as they can click the the buttons on a dashboard and they see the graphs changing, they are happy. Right? So you got got their attention on it. Uh, so we use a lot of dashboarding, uh, dashboard wireframing as well, to communicate uh, the the insights to the business, right? Uh, but again, if somebody's uh, again any tool is okay, be it Excel, be it a simple application, be it a Power BI dashboard or a tablet dashboard, that these are normal uh, tools you would use to communicate your insights, right? Uh, the the important thing is how do you create, uh, how do you shape that that communication channel or that final product per se. So I'll call a BI dashboard as a product now, right? Now again, putting that product manager hat, how the business would like to use that their dashboard, how they would like to use that information, you need to understand that. Uh, having that uh, dialogue with the business making sure that the insight they are looking for is jumping onto them when they open the dash. The three key metrics a business normally would like to know is uh, where they are, basically, means how their business is doing, are they meeting the targets, right? If not, why not? And uh, how can they get to work? So basically, how can they future-proof themselves? If you are answering these three information on a dashboard, right, any business would be happy. Now that there are layers to these questions, we can build out step by step, go to absolute granularity. But uh, answering this three questions on a dashboard or even on an Excel sheet or even on a PowerPoint slide will actually win the hearts of the business owner. That's what we probably do. Okay. Awesome. So do you actually conduct like workshops with uh, different stakeholders? Yes, we do. So we do a series of workshops. Uh, we start with a discovery workshop. We would like to understand uh, what is a business strategy? And again, business strategy could mean different things for different people in the heart in the hierarchy. For us, for a C-suite, for a CEO, business strategy would mean that I would like to expand the seven platform. For a C-suite minus one, it could mean that for that particular line of business they're looking at, how can they expand their business in a certain geography for that line of business, right? For if we roll down into the hierarchy, you would see that the information, the strategy becomes more granular. All the way you come down properly to a to a shop level or asset level. And it could mean that how can I set up a shop or how can I meet my revenue at profit targets in this particular geography, right? So the the stakeholder in the hierarchy and their questions for the strategy could mean different things and we need to capture all of them. That is a requirement from the discovery workshop. Then we start going and collecting data and then creating the, the point of views. But we keep on communicating with the business on a weekly basis, or, or as frequent as possible, to start showing them the uh, whatever delta changes we have gotten in terms of insights. So if we if I collect one data set, and I say, you know what, a marketing team, this is something which we found as a nugget of information and insight, probably is handy for you, right? So they say, you know what, good, this is pretty good. I can use it for my next engagement with a customer. Right? So on having that understanding and giving that nugget of information back to the business and functions for them to take action on is very important and helps you build their trust. 
and this is about weaving the experimentation the mvp approach or uh, agile approach into this entire data process yeah not really starting to see how a data team can be like very similar to a product team right gathering requirements and um, liaising with the different stakeholders to kind of at the end you know generate a business outcome right absolutely yeah awesome so what would you say um is the impact of the data decision data driven decision making on the overall success of the business and you know in other words how do you measure the roi we've been talking about that a lot um, of data driven decision making initiatives so let me answer the ROI, uh, and probably that will answer how it has said uh, for the business goals, right? So the way I think about ROI for a data project uh, is basically uh, three steps again, three things. One, is it adding revenue to your business? Which means, uh, does the data help you create new products or services which will affect your revenue and fully your profitability as well? So that is one thing. Second thing is that, is data uh, helping you de-risk things or reduce man- reduce uh, costs and inefficiencies, right? So, which means that uh, with the data processes, maybe your, your ins- insights are better, uh, certain processes are streamlined, and uh, you can reduce cost in certain areas, your scenario planning is much better, so you are de-risking the business, and hence pushing the cost down and pushing up the efficiency. And the third thing is that, is data helping you do things which you are not able to do with? So enabling new capabilities. Now it could mean again, uh, team becoming more data savvy. They are actually uh, uh, getting better at their job and have enough to do, it, do extra stuff as well, right? The entire culture of the team is changing because of data driven decision making processes and things like that. And hence, this is something which was not there before and it is now there, right? Uh, New capability could also mean that because of new data or because of the data uh, harnessing, you are actually able to create new products as well, which again ties back to your revenue line of things. So this new capability can mean back to your uh, new product service as well, your efficiencies and cost saving as well, and in general culture change too. Right, so three three ways of looking at. Uh, so in large organizations, right, uh, who have been harnessing data. Uh, pretty well, right? I have seen all three happen. Uh, because, simple example, right? You look at the health of a business, you realize that, you know what? I am not doing as per expectation in a certain line of business, right? Either I improve it, either I sell it, or do something about it. So, that we may decide to either remove that line of business totally, right? Or do something else about it. Or we realize, you know what, we need to expand in this area. So we do a do a, an MA, right? A merger and acquisition. Even those decisions are based on data. Right? Uh typically these discussions, these decisions take much longer time. But if you are harnessing your data properly, these decisions are much faster, you are much agile, and again it eventually helps you in reducing your cost as well. So and again, that's all these three three things I've mentioned. In my organization and others I've been talking to, I've seen uh, all of these repairing of, uh, but being manifested at uh, companies are, are reaping benefits out of it. Yeah. Although, you know, it's sometimes hard to see or rather it takes time 
for um, you know this data driven uh, decision making to come into fruition or see the impact of it. But definitely, I believe that it benefits greatly to our organization. To add to that, right? So, our whole discussion has to be really, really proactive, right? Uh, and again, a business should not raise it up; a data team should raise it up. Normally, what happens is that uh, since business is putting the money, in, they are the one asking. They need the ROI of this initiative, right? Not a good idea, right? Uh, data should ask business. Tell me, if I give you these insights, how does it help? And if it helps you, you can quantify it. If I tell you that you can get one more customer, uh, or you can send one more product, right? What is the value? And if I give you that insight. Which enables you to send one more product to one more customer right? or one extra customer. Can you put a dollar value to it? And now that's a question you're pushing back to business, and then you can work with business to answer that question, right? Then you have a dollar value already on that answer. So data team should take that initiative to start answering that question along with business, educate them that this is how we should be answering each and every question and put a dollar value to it. Then the other way discussions are. Taking care of workers. If somebody says that you yeah, will be saving one more hour by doing this data automation, then you can put a dollar value to that one hour. Right? So then having that agreement with the business that this solving be calculating the ROI is important, and hence that discussion has to be really broad. Absolutely, you know. I guess at the same time, it's important to hire data people with the business acumen. Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, that is the non-negotiable. <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. I guess outside of this topic itself, what are some of the emerging trends and technologies that you think you know will shape the future of data? Well, uh, great question again. Uh, I answered this again uh, from an angle of business. I think what I've been seeing, see, have been seeing over the years, technologies which are uh, getting successful or which are uh, flourishing. Are the ones which are solving business problems, right? Uh, so today, again, uh, I'll answer this from the context of B two B large organization, right? Uh, companies, business people, they want a Google like solution, a Google search like solution on the data. So basically, what it means is that just they want to go in on a portal, search a typical business question. It could be a simple question as that: What is my revenue? In this certain geography for this line of business, and it could be complicated question that should I do this merger and acquisition? Should I expand my business in this geography? Should I buy a land in this uh, country for my data center? Things like that. Simple question to complicated question, and they want actionable answers. That is the business requirement. That is what they are uh, hoping to get. I get it. Now, if we start taking step back from that, what it means is that to Give that output to business. You need to embed a lot of natural language processing models to your business intelligence tools, right? So I've been seeing of late uh, large NLP models or LLM models are being embedded into, into BI solutions. So the solution like Power BI app that NLP is getting better and better, and uh, and I think so. You may see a ChatGPT interface as well, has since Microsoft uh, and Power BI and ChatGPT. All will work together, right? Same thing happens on WSL. Uh, same thing happens on Hotspot as well, right? They have this entire NAP driven BI solution. So that is the front end 
interface, right, for business. Now, to enable that front-end interface, you need to structure your data, right? You have to have your data governance in place. You have to have your master data management tools in place, right? You have to have your uh, rapid data model creation in place, right? So MDM tools, all of those things will actually are here to stay and they get better and better, right? Uh, data cataloging tools, which helps you with data governance as well from a dictionary point of view, from your data structure point of view. Those things are getting really popular. Uh, tools which can uh, create a single view of all your data, right? Be it a data warehouse or be it a, a data mesh solution, right? They're also getting really popular nowadays. The likes of Tipco, Dedoto, things like that, right? Uh, so those these solutions are actually solving a pain point of business indirectly because they're solving the big, bigger question from business that they want this requirement. So these solutions will be, I think, will continue to flourish and keep on adding more and more features to it. Because uh, previously, if you see that CRMs, ERPs, right, uh, even customer data platforms, CDPs, they all were solving a business problem, right? And it is the 10-year-old construct. But now, with uh, all of these solutions in place, we have we have been seeing that they have created silos. So your CRM, if it's a Salesforce, may not be interacting with your ERP, which is a SAP. Right? You need to create another layer of top. A solution which can create that layer of top, right? Probably is the is the way to, right? And hence, I've been seeing that these solutions are coming more and more in the market and are being adopted as well. And see, well, we're really excited to see what a virtual might bring. Yeah, it's very exciting space, the field of data. And yeah, quite, quite basically in this space at this point in time. Yeah, it's an ever evolving space. All right. So, I guess, interesting question this time. What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about data? Okay. Uh, and I'll repeat one of the earlier answers I gave. What is that? Uh, the misconception that data is uh so data alone is everything yeah right uh without the business strategy shaping it so that is a misconception i have have been having those conversations uh with a lot of teams internal in capital and outside as well where uh i do sometimes get that sort of a, uh, a feel that people think having data is enough right and then you data team come and tell me what i should do without me telling you what i want to do so that is something which is a, which has to be uh, aligned. So that is one misconception. Uh, second thing is that, uh, again, repeating and like, uh, building on the previous answer, is that uh, IT uh, is the owner of data, or data is the, the data team is owner of data, and business just needs to get the insight, is a wrong construct. Uh, business owns data. It's very simple. Business also have the ownership on data governance and data quality as well, right? Pushing it to data and IT teams is not the right thing. Person, the teams who generate data, who take action on data, is the owner, and they also have to be uh, very proactive to make sure data is governed, the data quality is there, so that it can help them, right, eventually to take action on, right? So that is something which is a misconception as well. Yeah, I think these are the main two things I see. And uh, see. All right. And I guess to uh, end off, right? Finally, what would you 
or rather, what are some advice that you would have for leaders who are looking to um, embrace data-driven decision-making within their own organization? And what do you think are some key steps? I mean, you do have some sort of uh, pointers earlier, but is there anything else that you would like to add on? Uh, so I think one thing which I'll repeat is that uh, think of data initiatives as products, right? Uh, understand the stakeholder requirement well. Make sure you are adding value to what they are doing. And uh, keep on that interaction going on in an agile manner, right? So that is something which is very, very important. Everybody should get comfortable with rapid experimentation, business experimentations, right? And because the data will not give you right answers at the first go by Unless, uh, so data is like a mind free, or it's like a, sorry, not a mind free, but like a gold mine, right? <laughs> so you have to go and find that nugget of gold. And to do that, you have to probably dig the surface as well a bit uh, sometimes, right? So, and that role is not any just alone data's role. It could be item this to start with. You have to refine that process, perfect it, then you can revalue your data. So having that patience from both business team and data team is very important. And at the same time, uh, be comfortable with that experimentation process. That is very important, right? Second thing, misconception or second advice or, or recommendation would be for data people, uh, that you would need to learn and start learning business. Now, you would have spent a lot many time, a lot many years to learn data science, right? You cannot expect business to do the same thing to learn data science, right? You have to take that extra step to understand business and start engaging them in their own language. You cannot go and tell somebody that, you know what, my logistic division is giving me a confusion matrix of, of, of something, right? Or my uh, area done curve is 0.9 or something. You cannot say that to a business, they will say what that language is. You have to tell them what it means from a business point of view. Tell them that there's a probability if I take the, this decision, it could be 80% correct. Tell them this, right? Tell them, speak in their, their language, bridge that gap of communication, right? And uh, I think as being as a data person, right? I think we, the data people, should take the first step and not expect the business people to take the first step. So that's the recommendation and advice I'll give. Thank you so much, Amit. Um, all right, we'll leave it here as it is today. That's all the time that we have. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank Amit for coming down and providing us with his insights and knowledge to his topic. And thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.